On this week's episode, we barely make it through the torture and murder of Sylvia Likens and the equally horrific movie, The Girl Next Door. So make sure to report your neighbors for any suspicious behavior and meet us in the pod shed. We're crying into our shots of Jim Beam and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. That's me. <laughs> Don't mind her. I'm not doing anything suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Hey. Um, Yo. First of all, right off the bat, we're not going to talk about how our weeks were. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear it? No. Um, just know that... If you're having a hard time because it's 2020, you're not alone. We're with you. It's just the worst ever. It's shitty. And uh, and it makes us so thankful for this opportunity on Friday nights to get together and do something to distract us. Totally. All the fucking bullshit of the world. That's so great. And that's what we're going to try to do is not... I mean, obviously, the cases are heavy. I was going to say, yeah, especially. Tonight's case is so heavy. It's it's so funny that that's how we're choosing. I know. To distract ourselves from (laughs) all the other horrendous things going on. Yeah. My point is, like, we'll never try to drag you down with our own stuff. But just know that if you're going through it, you're not alone. We are, too. And so our goal is to drink some wine and be here for you. Try to maybe make you laugh a little bit, even yeah. though what we're talking about tonight is terrible. We won't be laughing at that, but no. I'm sure there'll be pockets of hopefully something <laughs> uplifting in there. Yeah, I'm sure I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, hopefully 2021 20, will be better. It's, it's right almost over, you guys. It's almost over. <laughs> Remember to say Jumanji when it strikes midnight on New Year's Eve. Right. You, we got to start the game over. Oh, God. I hope not. Can it just be over? <laughs> um. Dude, one thing that TikTok has taught me, these Gen Zers, they're so in touch with their feelings. First of all, I love Gen Z. I think they're great. I I have great hope. I think they're misunderstood and a lot of people don't like them. But that's just because old people never like the younger generations. Right. I love them. But they're so in touch to the, with their feelings that they've really opened my eyes to like m- what I'm doing. Where like, I think you and I, I don't know if it's a generational thing or if it's just the way we were raised personally, but we were definitely raised in a don't talk about your feelings. Oh, hell no. Households. No, absolutely. shove it down and you pretend it doesn't happen and you keep moving. Get over it and move along. Yeah. These Gen Zs are totally different than that. And they they talk about stuff on TikTok and I go, oh shit, like I do that. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my depression's been really getting to me and I haven't like brushed my hair in a week. And I'm like. Fuck, when was the last time I brushed my hair? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm so tired. All I want to do is be in bed all day because of my anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, that's me too. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize it before. Mm -hmm. So now I'm keyed into the fact of I've been so down that like things, my normal things haven't been happening. Like, I think I went a couple days without going outside. And I I didn't even notice. Yeah. Like it was a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so tired and this, that and the other. So Feel free to do this along with me, everyone. I've been trying very hard this week. Little things, little things. Going outside every day and playing mm-hmm. with my kids. Um, you love Christmas and you've got Christmas I got stuff Christmas up. up. 
I make my bed every day mm-hmm. and like pick up my because I always pick up the house, but yeah. it's like picking up my room, going the extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start reading again because I actually I haven't been reading. Like I'm that's so great that you say that because what did I bring you? B brought me a book, so this will really force my hand and make me read. And it's a winner. <laughs> did you read it? Years ago, like a million years it's a Mary ago. I couldn't even tell you how it ended. It's a Mary Higgins Clark book, which is one of my mom's all-time favorite authors, which I've actually never read. But my mother has read and probably owns every single Mary Higgins Clark yeah. book. Santa Cruz, about a cruise ship. <laughs> it's going to be so Oh, good. and this is a newer one because it's Carol Higgins Clark because that's her daughter because I Correct. think Mary died. Yeah. So it's like a ghostwriter situation. Mm-hmm. I guess not a ghostwriter for names on it. Well, great. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. This will force my hand. So yeah, I'm going to read. I, I need to start working out again. That went by the wayside like three months ago. Just little things, little changes. It's funny that you say that. So what I've been like back on my diet for the past couple days and um, I found myself like really deep cleaning and organizing my room. Yeah. Right. Because I'm constantly picking up the living room and the kitchen and mm-hmm. Violet's room. Right. Everyone but myself yeah my room's always the last to get clean exactly so i did i did a ton solely just in my room and like my stuff specifically and it felt so good and it makes you want to spend time in your bed well for me that's a good thing you have no problem you're like 10 o'clock it's time for bed yeah Mm -hmm. i especially in my spiral lately my sleep schedule is all thrown off i haven't been sleeping and then i'm tired all day so If my bed is made and my room is clean and everything. It's more of a welcoming It's like I want to go to bed and read and fall asleep early. Yeah. So that's I've been trying to go to bed early, which for me is like 11. Yeah. 1130. But I've been really trying to get there. Yeah. Versus going to sleep at 130 to 230 in the morning. And then feeling like shit all day. Yep. So these are little changes we're doing. Yep. Little changes to get us to 2021. We're going to get through it, everybody. Make little changes with us and let us know what you're doing in the comments. Yeah. Leave a comment. Mm-hmm. What's, what's helping if you If you're out? drinking, like we're drinking, working out, whatever it may be. <laughs> well, yes, but I, I keep my drinking to the weekends Correct. for this very reason. I'm like, I cannot spiral and also drink. I won't lie. It was so nice to not have a holiday to really just take us down that route again because what we drank like wednesday thursday friday saturday i mean i didn't drink wednesday but okay oh i definitely drank wednesday <laughs> You're out tomorrow's thanksgiving a thousand percent mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true and it was like it feels like how ha- um halloween was even though it was a couple like weeks a ago, ago but yeah no so just to have a full clean sober week <laughs> it is true yep so i'm trying to keep my drinking to the weekends you know I'm going to try to clean up my diet. I'm happy the Halloween candy's gone. It's gone. Mm -hmm. So that'll help. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we start feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Let's see. Mm -hmm. This case this week is going to make us feel... It's not going to make us feel better. Fucking awful. It's not going to make anybody feel better. It's the absolute worst. I don't understand why they made a movie about it. I mean... (laughs) I don't. Who knows? Yeah. Why do they make any of the movies they make? I mean, I could kind of see it, I guess, with the whole Albert Fish. But like this, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm going to try to, I got to start looking into Christmas episodes. Oh, yeah. Something that happened on Christmas. Like, we shoot our shot. We shoot our shot. We shoot it our shot a little bit. We we um, shot our shoot. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, Ken and Barbie. Because remember that whole Christmas Eve fucking fiasco? I remember watching... Like a black Christmas or something. It feels like it could have been a real 
story, I feel like. Is that like a horror movie? Mm-hmm. Where these people get killed on the side of the road by a Santa. Oh, that's With their kid fun. in the backseat. And then the back, the kid, like, grows up and ends up being a killer Santa or something. I was going to say, and ends up hating Santa. Well, same difference. Something along those lines. I mean, I'll look into it. That'd be hilarious if that was a real case. I, just, I mean, not hilarious for whoever that happened right, to. Exactly. But... The, the, and then again, that they would make a movie about that. Because happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we as an excuse to watch Krampus and we just give you the is that Norwegian history of right. German history <laughs> what is that um, oh my god leave a comment below of what uh, right. culture if Krampus got, comes from yeah or any recommendations any fun horror movies you like to watch <laughs> yeah what's your favorite holiday <laughs> horror movie we now have an official Thanksgiving one so which I still have to watch. Um, I've been watching season four of The Crown, which has been great. Yeah, never watched any of it. And I understand why yeah, you wouldn't my, want to watch no. it. Um, but if ever there was a season to watch, this is a season where Princess Diana shows up. Ooh. So now it's people that we know. Right. It's Diana. It's Charles. It's The Affairs. It. It's the William stuff. and Harry as kids. For sure. Well, in all fairness, all that stuff was already happening. We just didn't know about it because we weren't alive yet. Oh, yeah. So it starts, the whole series starts with um, Queen Elizabeth, like as a young adult and then becoming queen. But mm. of course, all the royals back then were having affairs and yeah. illicit this and scandalous that. It just wasn't as Yeah, media wasn't public. as big of a thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, What's Princess Diana and Prince Charles stuff is that crazy. Just that just finished on HBO that everybody's raving about. I have no idea. We don't have HBO anymore. Okay, yeah. Like I think Nicole Kidman's in it, but just... Like, I know it just ended and people found out who the killer was. And I'm like, I've never even heard of this show. And it's not Big Little Lies? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Mm, I don't know. All right. Well, good. I don't feel as bad then. Yeah. I don't have HBO. Everyone's but been talking about it. And I'm just like, I have HBO and I've never heard dude, of it. Dude, I might have to steal your HBO Max password because yeah. um, I think Warner Brothers is releasing all of 2021 on HBO Max. I saw that. Like, I've been looking forward to Dune. That's on HBO Max. That, yeah. No, I think that's crazy. They're basically just like giving up on movies in a way. They're all fuck it. Mm -hmm. I know. Do we know if our theater's still open for our last movie I date? Remember, I got the email that they were closed until further notice, oh, shit. and I haven't gotten any updates. Uh, well, there goes our Christmas party plans. I know. Oh well. Happy holidays! <laughs> oh my god. All right, y'all. Let's get drunk and talk about horrible shit. Woo! Oh my god. Ah! There's not enough trigger warnings in the world. This whole episode is to going to guys. be a full. You just label it trigger warning. It's. I might. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. Literally the worst. And we've said that so many times. And here we are telling it to you guys again. Uh, trigger warning for just all around just abuse, child abuse. I was going to say, obviously, I don't know anything about the actual case. But on my part, I can guarantee no one's been eaten. So that's a plus. Well, that's a there you go. <laughs> Listen, we've had a Silver lot lining. of cases where people have been eaten. <laughs> Silver lining. But in all fairness, those people that were eaten were already dead versus mm -hmm. like, I would rather you eat my dead body than live through what this girl went through. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. So this is the torture and murder of Sylvia Likens. And there is a movie apparently based on it called The Girl Next Door, which came out in 2007. Correct. No, 2007. Oh, 2007. So sorry. Mm -hmm. Not to be mistaken with The Girl Next Door mm -hmm. about the nerdy dude who lives next door to a blonde porn, porn star, star. Mm -hmm. which is one of my husband's favorite movies. He loves that movie. Yeah. This is a different Girl Next Door. Could you imagine? <laughs> you thought you were watching <laughs> the other one. 
I would be at least like a half an hour into it before I'm like, maybe this. <laughs> Could you imagine? Do you remember when we went to see The Hills Have Eyes and I had already seen it and I was seeing it again with you because it was so good. And like, I think Cars 2 was playing next door. Some kid movie. And a mom with hella kids came. Yes. Dude, a mom came in. You were like, they got to go. They came. A spoiler your, alert your, for the hills have eyes, Your guys. anxiety was so off the charts. Because, because they got there like two minutes before the worst scene of the whole movie, which yeah. is the opening, like not opening scene, but like the first really violent scene. Right. And how had I totally forgotten this? Dude, yes. their kids ranged. They had hella kids. Mm-hmm. It was like a mom and I would assume her sister. Mm-hmm. And they had kids from like 12 to like three and like all ages in between. I'm like, oh, shit. They for sure think they're here to see cars. Right. They need to go now. And so I went up and tried to very politely ask them if they knew what movie they were in. And that mom bit my fucking head off. And I'm like, all right, dude, like. Let your children it's have your nightmares kid. forever. But those kids didn't make a peep the whole movie. So yeah. then I'm like, what? What's wrong with these people? What do you watch at yes. home? Because I can't handle this movie. Right. And I've seen every terror, like horrible mm-hmm. movie in the world. Yeah. Whew. Oh my gosh. That's and that so is- funny. <laughs> I just unlocked a memory. Yes. Um, and the Hills Have Eyes is mm, loosely based on some case. I'm sure. So we'll do that at some point. Love that. I think. It's been that long since I've seen it. I can't tell you the last time I've seen that. I think it has been mm-hmm. too. Um, and then also just a real fast follow up from last week. We were telling you about the Redwood Massacre, which Bailey really liked. And I told her to stop talking about it because it's based on a true story. It's totally not. It's definitely not. I looked into it. There is not a true story to be found. No, they just use that for. So go ahead and whatever. watch it. Be highly recommend it, it. Loved it. Would you give it a four skull review? Four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. Because I was surprised by the ending. Okay. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And there's a masked killer. Yes. Which is exciting. A great mask. A super creepy mask. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're in the forest, I would assume, because it's the Redwood Massacre. Kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they in the Redwoods? There's definitely forests. Yes. But okay. it's like something in the forest. Okay, great. Yeah. Are they in Northern California? No idea. Well, they have to be if it's the Redwoods. I would assume. I Or I guess. Are there red? There's Redwoods in Oregon? I, to I be, sound like such an idiot. To be fair, the movie was shot in Scotland. <laughs> so there's no Redwoods. Yeah. It's like beautiful. but Unless, is does it mean something different in Scotland? That? What if Scotland has their own version of Redwoods? Follow up. Follow up for next week about whether or not. Because apparently now we're tree people. We're botanists. What is that? <laughs> um, arborists. Arborists. Nice. Yes. Way to go. Yeah. All right. Stop procrastinating. I don't want to talk about the case. We said before we started, because if you haven't figured it out yet, our weeks haven't been fantastic. Um, and I was like, it was so nice to come in the pod shed where it's quiet and we got our nice fairy lights. And I'm like, you know what? Just pretend. Let's just sit here and drink wine and not even do anything. Right. Just talk about nothing. <laughs> Which is basically what we're doing now. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. <laughs> All right. Let me take a drink of wine and then we'll get going. Ooh, everybody take a drink of something. Take a drink of something. Hit of something. Smoke I don't something. Care. Numb yourself out. Pop a mushroom. Do what you got to do. Pop a Zan. Is that Ooh. what the kids call it? Yes. A Zan. A Zanny. A Zanny. We grew up with like codeine and Vicodin. Right. They're growing up with Zannies. Bougie pill people. <clears throat> so, Sylvia Likens. Um, I got every... I got, honest to God, Wikipedia was amazing. I 
there is an article on All That's Interesting, but I didn't read it because it was very um, short. Yeah. And then there is a, I don't think it's called an article, let's say essay, hmm. called Solved um, Under the Banner Solved Crimes on WordPress.com, which I'm not sure what that is, but I got from the editing of what I was reading that it might be like an amateur writing thing. Like a blog? I think it's something that you can upload your writing to. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Yeah. But it just seemed like there was a couple of things that were misspelled where it felt like a professional publication wouldn't have had that. But I could very well be wrong because I don't know what I'm talking about. Interesting. So anyways, that was Solved Crimes on WordPress.com and uh, a piece written by L. Leia. So thanks, L. But honestly, L. basically was giving me the shortened version of what I was reading on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia anyways. Yeah. So I was going back and forth and um, really Wikipedia has, Wikipedia had so many details that I left some out. Because I'm like, eh, you know, how I much mean, to horror be fair, do you need in one freaking even article? Even after watching the, some of these movies, I go back and read the IMDb description just mm-hmm. to be like, is this the movie that I watched? Like, <laughs> I, there are so many loose ends and plot holes and it, it fills in some of those And I gaps. will tell you, Redwood Massacre, if you just like Google it and you see the first reviews on like, maybe it's IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes yeah. or whatever, it's all like one star reviews yeah. and they're just trashing it. Of course. But then as I'm trying to figure out if it's a true story, I found myself on like a horror fan and site. And gotta be... Woo! He gave it glowing reviews. Yeah. And then I found it on another horror fan site where they're giving it glowing reviews. Because so. that's what it is. It's yeah. a horror movie it's for by my definition. Horror movie purists. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia. So Sylvia Marie Likens yes. was born January 3rd, 1949. Her parents are both carnival workers. She's the middle of five kids, so two above or two below her. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1965, Sylvia is 16 years old. She's outgoing and lively and confident. She's pretty with long, wavy brown hair. She's known as Cookie to her friends. She works odd jobs like babysitting or ironing clothes to earn some extra money, which she gives most of to her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a younger sister, Jenny, who had polio, so she has mm-hmm. this like one-week leg. And Sylvia is super caring and protective of timid, insecure little sis Jenny. So once again, we're back to our what's big our big sisters, badass big sisters, big sisters for the win. Yeah, badass big sisters. It's an ongoing theme. Yes. Um, she even helps her out. They go to this when they go to the skating rink. She puts a skate on Jenny's strong leg and then holds up her weight so yeah. they can skate together. Oh. Um, but because her parents are carnival workers, they travel a lot. Obviously. Her oldest sister's out of the house. And then, so she has an older sister, older brother. Okay. Little sister, little brother. Got it. Older sister's out of the house. So both the brothers travel with the parents to help them out working the carnivals. But um, her parents worry about the safety of her and Jenny being younger girls and being around maybe some seedy characters on the road. So um, they don't want them on the road with them. Plus, they don't want to pull them out of school. So in July 1965, her parents and her brothers leave um, to go with the carnival to the East Coast. So her dad, Lester, arranges that the girls stay with Gertrude Banaszewski. Banaszewski. I like Banaszewski. Listen, Gertrude is a gigantic piece of shit. 
let's call her Gertrude Bisquick. <laughs> Gertrude Bisanawicky Bisquick. I I have her as Gertrude. I, sometimes I shorten it to Gert. I might oh, just call her Gertie. fucking bitch. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Gertie. Is Gertie. that what she said? Can you remember that? Because I don't have it in my notes, but keep it in the back of your mind yes. that you said Gertie. Okay. Okay. So Gert. I like Gert because yeah. it just sounds so. It sounds so <laughs> insulting. And her face is definitely a Gert. Ooh, this bitch. Oh, her. When I her tell resting y'all, bis- bitch face will take anybody's. It looks like. Evil is coming out of her pores. It's oozing. Like mm-hmm. you would see her from all the way and be like, that's an evil bitch. Yep. I'm staying the fuck away Across from her. Cross the street. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Yep. So Gert is a woman whose daughters went to school with the sisters and there are acquaintances with them. And so Gert offers to board the girls for $20 a week. And so the girls move in shortly after the 4th of July. Gert, Gertrude, was born in Indianapolis in 1928. She This all takes place in Indianapolis, by the way. I don't know Thanks. if I said that. Okay. Um, so she was born 19, uh, in 1928. She dropped out of high school to get married at 16 to John Bisquick. Together, they had four children. John had a violent temper, and he would, you know, beat and whatever, uh-huh. Gert. They get divorced. She then marries a dude named Edward Gerthy, which... Nope. I was G- Guthrie. <laughs> Guthrie. 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 Guthrie Bailey. Stop right there. <laughs> as soon as Gerthy came out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong and Bailey was going to die. <laughs> the best. Sorry. I mean, come on. I dated a Harry Perry, so it's not like it's not possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to say my mom's maiden name, but my mom has a really funny, rhymy maiden yeah. name, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, she married Edward Gerthy, <laughs> which lasted three months. She would then go on to remarry John Dang. and have two more children, finally divorcing John Bisquick in 1963. Then she dates a dude named Dennis. They have a kid, and then he can't stand her anymore either. And so now she's a single mom to seven kids. Seven. Her seven children are Paula, 17, Stephanie, 15, John Jr., 12, Marie, 11, Shirley, 10, James, 8, and Dennis Lee Wright Jr., 1. Wow. So at first, the first couple weeks, all is good, boarding with Gert. But her $20 weekly payments start coming in like a day or two late. Mm. Oh, did I put this anywhere? Shit, I missed it. Nope, nope, it's coming up. Okay, so her uh, her payments come in, not like super late, a couple days late. Right, calm down, yeah. So as retribution for that, Gert's, She's still getting her money. It's not even like they missed a, a month. Or, well, again, Gert's an evil cunt, yeah. so here we are. Yeah. She starts beating the girls bare butts with thick wooden paddles, cursing and screaming at them about the late payments, or that they eat too much food. Mm-hmm. Although both girls are abused, Sylvia becomes the main focus. Gertrude is a 36-year-old, 5'6", 100-pounds, haggard, underweight, asthmatic chain smoker suffering from depression due to three failed marriages and failure at life. Yep. That's what I read on Wikipedia, A y'all. thousand percent. Sounds like my character. She lived off sporadic child support payments and like weird little odd jobs she could get, so they were pretty hard up for cash. Yep. And she was just in general miserable. Yeah. Awful. Mm -hmm. My theory is that's why the resting bitch face, why she looks like such a haggard, ugly old bitch is because she was fucking evil. Yeah. 
and evil makes you ugly. Yeah. And to harbor all that hate and just, oh, It just makes you ugly. Yeah. So she's basically jealous of beautiful, healthy, confident Sylvia and the fact that she has all this opportunity ahead of her. And like projecting all of her fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yep. So abuse is starts with the beatings and with withholding food. It eventually leads to the sisters having to scavenge out of garbage cans because they're so hungry. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one time, um, I don't know if it's because Sylvia complained about being hungry or whatever, but one time they like force fed her all this food. And so then she threw up. Yeah. And then because she wasted good food, she was forced to eat her vomit as yeah. a punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvia tells them at one point, them being like Gert and her kids. Yeah. That and like these neighborhood kids, there's like all these neighborhood kids mm-hmm. hanging around. Mm-hmm. Tells them that she had a boyfriend where they lived in California and nobody knows it. This might not even be true. She might have just been saying that to try to like impress them. But um, Gert freaks out, accuses her of being a slut, accuses her of being pregnant, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, Gertrude's oldest daughter, Paula, is overweight and a real piece of work. And she's also three months pregnant. So she's the reason I mentioned she's overweight. I don't care. It's the fact that she's super jealous of Sylvia for like all the same reasons her mom's jealous of Sylvia. Obviously. Yeah. She's also three months pregnant. So she starts beating Sylvia, um, especially kicks her in her genitals. So skirt when she's too weak to beat Sylvia, Paula will take over. One time she beat Sylvia so hard she broke her own wrist. And then when she got back with her cast, she would use her casted wrist to beat Sylvia. Mm Mm-hmm. Like so a reminder, we're not dealing with great people. I'm going to mm-hmm. chug the rest of this wine if you want to give me a refill. Yep, I'm ready. Ready when you are. All right. So the other daughter, second in line, Stephanie, is nicer. Um, She's definitely softer and nicer than Paula and her mom. Um, But her boyfriend, Coy, also beats Sylvia. And with the encouragement of Gertrude, Coy and several classmates would go to her house and join her and her children in frequently, verbally, physically abusing Sylvia. They would lacerate her body, burn it with cigarettes. So the girls are pretty scared to say anything. Um, One of the reasons they're so scared is because Gert threatens them that if they talk to anybody about it, that they'll beat jenny the same way they beat sylvia right so to the point where their parents come in august for a visit and they don't even say anything to their parents mm-hmm. um they just act like it's all good which is so crazy to believe i hope that my child will always feel comfortable to come to me for anything i mean me too but i just feel like it's one of those things, man. We hope that, but we've also never been in this situation no. where you're that fucking scared. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why um, victims don't speak up. No, I know. I know. It's awful. I know. And this is the 1960s. Like, nobody believed anything that happened to kids in the 60s. And that's something that I realized watching my movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the parents leave. Um, September, the girls actually run into their older sister, Diana, at the park. 
And the sisters try to tell Diana about the abuse, but she does. She, she just thinks her sisters are exaggerating. Yeah. So they do complain to her that they're hungry, though. So Diana gives them a sandwich. Um, and basically, one way or another, this gets back to Gert. That she got a sandwich. That they that they got a sandwich from their older sister, Diana. Mm-hmm. So Gertrude then accuses Sylvia of the sin of gluttony because she's constantly preaching to the girls Bible shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the sin of gluttony um, and then her and Paula choke and bludgeon Sylvia. They force her into a scalding hot bath to cleanse her of her sin, then grab her hair and bang her head repeatedly on the bathtub until she faints. Mm -hmm. A neighbor actually calls the girls high school to inform them of a teenage girl who's underweight with open sores all over her body in Gertrude's yard. And Sylvia at this point hasn't been to school in a few days. Okay. Possibly a few weeks. I'm not sure. So the school nurse stops by for a welfare check. And Gertrude tells her that Sylvia actually ran away because, you know, she's so promiscuous and she's such a bad girl, right. and a bad influence on her kids and <clears throat> yada, yada, yada. Yep. And the nurse believes her and she leaves. And then some other neighbors also witness. They actually witness the abuse of what's happening and hear it. Um, they also noticed the change in Sylvia from when she got there as a, like a vivacious right. young woman to, to now, now like this like zombified mm-hmm. person and uh, they just never report it. They never say anything. <sighs> I cannot. <clears throat> yes. If you see something, say something. Oh my God. So October 1st, listen, badass big sister Diana, she visits the house to try to initiate some regular contact now that she knows where her little sisters are. Gertrude will not let them not let her in the house um, and uh, basically just tells her to fuck off. Mm-hmm. So then Diana sees Jenny just by chance out and about like in the park yeah. or something. And she asks about Sylvia. Is she OK? Where is she? And Jenny says, I can't tell you or I'll get into trouble. Right. Red fucking flags. Right. So due to the brutality of abuse and torture, Sylvia becomes incontinent. But she's also not allowed to use the bathroom. So wetting herself is her only option at this point, which then she's punished for. Um, And it gets to the point where Gertrude locks her in the basement, ties her up. She's kept naked. She's rarely fed. She's deprived of water. And then neighborhood children start being charged five cents to come look at her and yep. humiliate her and mm-hmm. beat her and burn her and mutilate her. Yep. She even had one point has urine and feces rubbed into her mouth by one of Gertrude's younger children. Eventually, Gertrude brands Sylvia with the words, I'm a prostitute, prostitute and proud of it on her stomach. Jesus. Yes. It just is fucking awful. So that night that the branding happens, Sylvia tells little sister Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die. I can tell her physical condition deteriorates so badly that Gertrude and her son, John Jr. start formulating a plan to frame the local boys for the kidnapping, torture and murder of Sylvia. Sylvia overhears this and tries to escape by crawling out of the front door, but is too weak and is caught and is beaten with a curtain rod so badly that the curtain rod bends in half. Oh, my God. Yes. And that's a 1960s curtain rod. So I'm assuming it's a lot heavier and Flimsy. thicker than. Oh, you, okay, no, I'm, I'm saying think, it's like okay. stronger than our curtain okay, rods. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ours are like crappy target curtain rods. Right, because everything's built to break. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So on October 26th, Sylvia's injuries are so bad that the whole household starts frantically trying to fix her. At least to keep her alive enough to alive long enough to see out their plan that they came up with. Right. So Gertrude attempts to feed her a donut and a glass of milk, but grows frustrated when Sylvia is too weak that she can't even hold the milk herself. Later that day, she's delirious and can't lift herself up or recite the first four letters of the alphabet. John Jr. brings in a garden hose to spray her down and wash her. Stephanie then decides to show some kind of fucking mercy and try to give Sylvia a warm bath. However, she stops breathing before it can occur. Stephanie realized that um, Sylvia was not breathing. She attempts to apply mouth to mouth um, resuscitation and doesn't work. Stephanie holds Sylvia crying in her arms. Sylvia Likens dies at 16 years old. So... At some point during all of this chaos, after Sylvia dies, because it takes a while, Gertrude thinks she's faking and she's throwing, Gertrude's throwing these right, hysterical course. fits. Yeah. Eventually, she calls the cops and she tries to go with the plan of framing the neighborhood boys or whatever, right? right? That includes a fake letter that they forced Sylvia to write. And everyone in the house goes along with it, including Jenny. But at some point, Jenny whispers to one of the officers, get me out of here and I'll tell you everything. (gasps) Jenny! And by the way, that's after, I didn't write this down, but I do remember it. That's after, as they're all like going along with this whole fucking charade, Paula, the oldest, um, tells Jenny like basically... If you don't say anything, you can stay here and we'll treat you like, like one, one of, of our sisters mm-hmm. and we'll love you and yada, yada, yada. And Jenny's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds good. Yes, Jenny. And then as soon as she got a chance, she told the officer like, fuck, yes, get me the fuck out of here. So how scary for her. Way to I go, can't Jenny. imagine. So Jenny gives an official statement that leads to the arrest of Gertrude, John Jr., Paula, Stephanie, on suspicion of first-degree murder. Thank you. Also, a good handful of the neighborhood kids, including Stephanie's boyfriend, Coy. I don't really go into the neighborhood kids, but yeah. just know that they also went on trial, and yes. I think they all got, like, maybe a few months each or something. I they, don't they care. They basically got, like, slaps on the wrist. I don't care. The fact that they even got their names put out there, just something. Yep. So, at first, Gertrude denies everything, but eventually confesses that... It was her children responsible oh, and their friends. Of course. Especially Paula and Coy. Oh. They did most of the beating. Yes. Um, and of course, she couldn't stop them due to her disabilities and depression. Mm, um, crippling depression. Mm-hmm. So then Paula, who seems completely unremorseful during her interviews, and John Jr. both admit to parts of the abuse but they don't go into like full detail of what they're really responsible for. But they do tell the cops everything their mom's responsible Fuck for. Yeah, they do. Um, so the autopsy of Sylvia's body revealed. And by the way, this is going to be quote for quote from Wikipedia because I didn't want to shortchange it. I'm not ready for this. <clears throat> the autopsy of Sylvia Likens body revealed that she had suffered an excess of 150 separate wounds across her entire body. In addition to being extremely emaciated at the time of her death. 
The wounds themselves varied in location, nature, severity, and the actual stage of healing. Her injuries included burns, severe bruising, and extensive muscle and nerve damage. Her vaginal cavity had almost swollen shut, although an examination of the canal determined that her hymen was still intact. Discrediting Gertrude's assertions that Lycans had been three months pregnant, a prostitute, and promiscuous. Right. Stop right here real quick. Even if she was those things, it she doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Fucking deserve any of this, you evil, evil, evil bitch. Yeah. Oh, God. but she wasn't any of those things. No. So fuck off. Moreover, all of Lycan's fingernails were broken backwards, and most oh. of the external layers of skin upon the child's face, breasts, neck, and right knee had peeled off or receded. In her death throes. Sylvia Likens had evidently bitten through her lips, partially severing sections of them from her face. The death is officially caused by subdermal or subdural hematoma due to a severe blow to the right temple, but the deterioration of her body and the shock the abuse caused were all listed as contributing factors to her death. So going into this, I'm like thinking like Albert Fish has still got to be the worst. I disagree. Now that you've pointed out, Albert Fish did most of his horrendous, torturous things after they were already dead. I think you're Albert Fish or Ed Gain. Albert with the young children and the oh, he did all of his shit after they died. Yeah, he ate the bodies and, yeah, all, and kept died. them in the closet. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yep, this is worse because she lived the, through all of she it. She had to endure. All of this and the whole time, all she's thinking about is being strong for her baby sister. And I just, oh, my God. And by the way, there is more, guys. I just, I I know, but I I glanced over some parts. There's there's more with the neighborhood kids. There's there. But it just feels it starts to feel repetitive. Yes. Like how many times do you need me to tell you to beat the fuck out of her? Exactly. Right. So the trial of Gertrude, Paula and John Jr. plus um, a couple of the neighborhood kids or people, I don't think they're all kids, um, started in April 1966. Um, the kids, meaning John Jr., Paula, plead that they acted under extreme pressure from Gertrude. Gertrude pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. And by the way, before we go, I'm not going to go into the trials. There's a lot to do with the trials online. I will say the whole I I read the like closing arguments of Gertrude's defense lawyer. Not only were they going for the insanity plea, they were going they were going so hard of like they weren't denying that she did these things. Yeah. Their point of view was. These things are so extreme. They're so bad only a crazy that person, only a deranged, crazy lunatic could, could do, do this them. to another person. Awesome. Yeah. So Great. they didn't even like deny her doing it. They're just like, look how fucking awful this is. And like they even showed pictures of like Sylvia's body and like how bad you know, the torture was to be assigned this case. I know. And they're like, see how awful this is. It's right. so horrific. Only a crazy person could be responsible for sure. Um. Anywho, uh, so there's a few witnesses take the stand. Everyone starts throwing each other under the bus, yep. especially Gertrude, who blames her kids in the neighborhood. Everyone. One hundred percent. She was too ill and too depressed to do any of that to Sylvia. <clears throat> Most important. In early May, Jenny Likens takes the stand 
and responds to questions and tells her and Sylvia's story Fucking for two Jenny, days. Man. Oh my god. Yeah, for two she days. Go through that. Yeah, for two days, Jenny takes the stand to tell them about Sylvia. May twenty fifth, Paul and oh sorry, Paula and Gertrude are sentenced to life in prison. But they both are retried. Again, you can read about it online. I don't really give a fuck about Gertrude and Paula, but they're retried for whatever reason. Eventually, Paula gets um, two to 21 years for involuntary manslaughter. Gertrude um, is still, you know, she's doing time. She becomes a devout Christian in prison. She's a model prisoner. Oh, of course. And despite many protests, and when I say protests, I mean actual Physical protests at the courthouse and at the prison and like um, like petitions signed by tens of thousands of people. Stop. (laughs) Gertrude's let out on parole in 1985. She changes her name and moves to Iowa where she dies in 1990 at 61 years old. Goodness, she is dead because I would just be oh, like I want to go kill her. Paula is released in 1972. She changes her name. She gets a job as a school aide. No. She clears the background check because she had changed her name. But she's fired 14 years later when the school finds out the truth of who she is. Thank goodness. She's now married in Iowa with two kids. um, And the first child, remember, she was three months pregnant when this first started. That kid was adopted out. But now she's, I'm assuming, happily Living a much better life, separated from this fucking family. Yeah, but fuck Paula, dude. She did most of the beating, too. No, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, even though Paula had the baby, like, that baby got adopted. Oh, I thought you meant Paula's living a better life. I'm like, she is living a better life. She doesn't fucking deserve it. I'm talking about the adopted baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank God God she got out of the, or he or she, whatever, got out of that fucking family. Yeah, yeah. Best thing that ever happened to that baby. Yes. Um, all charges against Stephanie are dropped due to her providing evidence. She grew up, became a teacher, married. She's married. She has several children. She lives in Florida. I don't care about any of these people. I want to know about Jenny. I'm getting there. John Jr. spends less than two years in prison. He becomes a minister. He admits that him and the other co-defendants, who I said the neighborhood people, um, all should have received more time for their actions. But he also enjoyed the attention that the case brought him. <laughs> Jenny got married. Oh. She had two kids. She lived in Indiana, but she died in 2004 at 54 years old. And she never for her whole life wavered from the idea that her parents should not be blamed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jenny. I'm not going to cry on the podcast. I'm going to suck it up. But that is the case of Sylvia Likens. Jenny's the best. Jenny's the best. God rest her soul. God bless your soul, Sylvia. I'm so fucking sorry that that happened to you. I can't. You gave me the closure that I needed. (laughs) Jenny. Spoiler alert. This movie ends on a foul note. And I will say we're on episode 21. This is the first one I've ever teared up at. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, this hurts. This. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a rough one. Yep. Okay. So names, completely different. Yeah. Year, I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Location, I don't fucking know. Anywhere, middle America, probably. I mean, it's just, but you'll get it because it's horrendous. And so when they titled this as a horror movie, going into it, watching it, I'm like... (sighs) 
obviously by my definition of a horror movie, it's not. But the things they do in this movie are without a doubt and in no other way defined as anything other than horrific, horrendous. So yeah. I get that. Right? And I, I remember apologizing to you about what movie Oh, in advance. Immediately. You, you sent it to me and then you're like, by the way, I'm sorry now. And then you had said something about like something to the tune of this shit is crazy. Like, there's no way that this could have ever happened. Like, you, you basically said something like it's... No, uh, what I said was they were about to do something. So in my mind, I'm trying to envision already what they're about and to do. And then they do. do something worse. Exactly. And I'm like, there's no possible way they can do what I'm thinking. Because what I'm thinking is already so out of this world. Mm. And they managed to do something even more horrendous. Yeah, which, so when you said that, all I could think about was like, wait until you hear about the case, because right. I bet you they and fucking you did, did not, it in and, real life. And you did not disappoint. However, this movie definitely, it it takes its its liberties. It kind of does its own thing. All right, let's hear about the girl next door. So my movie opens with a homeless man immediately getting hit by a car. Okay. Right, he's crossing the street, he gets hit by a car, and a businessman stops to perform... CPR and this businessman is David and he's our main character and David's fucked up okay David's got serious issues he's been married multiple times he's an alcoholic he's depressed he wishes he had been the one hit by the car okay and we see him sitting at his house like in an office by himself with an open bottle, like head down, kind of like rehashing his life story or whatever. And you hear the line, um, nothing's been right since the summer of 1958. Okay. So for him, two girls, Meg and Susan, move in next door to David. Okay. Okay. Their family, so their mom and dad and the two girls, were in a car accident. Mm-hmm. The parents die. Okay. Meg is scarred, like, mm-hmm. like just you know, um, like appearance type things. Nothing internal, or whatever. Susan, the younger sister, is like crippled in a way where she has to use canes to walk. So she's our Jenny. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't go into age, but I would assume that. My Meg's like 16, 16 and 12, something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had been living in the city. They're used to like an exciting, fast-paced kind of a life where they were like artists and performers and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and now they're living in the suburbs with their aunt. Okay. Okay. Aunt Ruth. Who's our Gertrude. Correct. Okay. And she's got multiple children from different fathers okay so one of the kids is related to the girls but the others aren't okay okay she's a piece of work right she's an alcoholic she's a chain smoker she wasn't i didn't catch like a religious vibe but very preachy in her own way yeah in that she's like this is the way that girls are and this is the way that boys are and this is the way that shit happens and this is the way that the real world works. Mm. And 
Mm. Right. Okay. So, so May would not like her. May cannot do anything right in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Total disappointment. She needs to watch her weight mm-hmm. to the point of denying her access to food. Mm-hmm. Um, she's being told that she's stupid. She's easy. She's acting like a sucker. And like I said earlier, right, really projecting like her own issues onto this poor girl. And David's got a crush on Meg. David's younger. Oh, he's younger back then. He's mm-hmm. not an adult. No. Okay. No, this is his summer, like as a child. I'd say he's probably a, like a year, maybe two years younger than her. Okay. Right? Has a total crush on her girl next door. Fantastic. And so they start spending time together and Meg tells him a little bit about the abuse, right? He's buying himself some food at like a, a snack shack and she runs up like, can I have this? Like, can I eat this right now before anybody else sees? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Like, why are you being so weird? And she's like, if she sees me, she's going to punish me. It's so crazy. Right? But for David, he's been friends with her her boys. She's mm-hmm. got, I think she's got like three, maybe four boys. Definitely yeah. not these fucking seven kids or whatever. Um, So he's been hanging out there for years. They're his next door neighbors. He hangs out with the kids all the time. And to him, Ruth is the best. She lets the boys drink. She lets them smoke. They can watch whatever they want on TV. So does she just in generally, in general, like boys more than girls? Uh, uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. Right? Men are superior. Girls are just the worst. We're the fucking worst. And so she takes the boys out. Right? They get to go to the carnival or whatever. But Meg's got to stay home and deal with her burden of a sister. Because Ruth just doesn't have fucking time for that. Mm-hmm. right if she's moving too slow on her crutches she can't hold things on her crutches like what good is she to me right mm-hmm. meg at one point when they're out at a park tries to tell the cops mm-hmm. about the abuse mm-hmm. they take her home they yeah. take her back because like you were saying apparently in the fucking 50s and 60s they just didn't listen to kids at yeah. all i mean unfortunately i feel like people still don't listen to kids that much true anymore. that right so david gets invited to a sleepover at auntie ruth's house and he walks downstairs into the basement and they've got meg tied up by her wrists balancing all of her weight barely on tiptoe like on a stack of books by the way this is one of those moments i left it out Mm -hmm. that's how they had her tied up in the basement as well she was barely being able to keep her weight on her toes and the whole thing is so they're trying to get her to confess to being a whore Mm -hmm. by removing one book at a time so each time it's like she's less held up by her tiptoes and more just dangling by her wrists yeah. Right. And so David's just standing there like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. what is happening? But he's like frozen. He doesn't know what to do. Could you imagine walking into that? No. And you think this is like a normal family? Right. No, these are the boys you grew up with. These are your so friends. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. And fucking Auntie Ruth is just sitting there, mm-hmm. chain smoking, drinking, watching the whole thing, telling all of her boys what to do. Like, take another book. And to the point where they strip her body, she allows the oldest boy to 
cut the clothes from Meg's body with a knife. Yeah. They literally just shred them off of her body, mm-hmm. exposing her completely naked. And um, eventually, the next morning, they leave her like that all night. Jesus Christ. The next morning, they cut her down and they feed her a piece of dry toast. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had any water right. or anything, how the fuck are you going to eat a piece of dry toast? Exactly. So when she can't, they shove it down her throat. Yeah. And then she spits it back up. And then she, they hand her like a nice teacup that she's too, like her hands are shaking. She's been tied up all night. She can't hold anything. Mm-hmm. So that shatters. Yeah. And then they take it out on Susan. Yeah. Right. Wait, Susan or on the baby? Susan's on, the little sister. Correct. Okay. On yep. the little sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, look, look at your disgusting piece of shit older sister. She's worthless. All this. She can't even hold a cup. Clean up Jeez her Louise. mess. Right. Awful. I know. So David is just completely lost at this point. He doesn't know what to do. He, in the worst way possible, tries to tell his parents. Like, at one point, he asks his dad, like, is it ever okay to hit a girl? Like, I'm assuming he wants to fight Ruth. Oh, okay. Right. That's the only thing I can think of, right? Or he's asking, like, maybe trying to justify what the other boys are doing. Maybe. I don't know, right? But that that was the conversation they had. Like, is it ever okay for a boy to hit a girl? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then he, like, whispers to his mom in, in her sleep, like, Mom, like, I, I have to tell you something. And, like, kind of tells her. But she's asleep. Like, yeah. Right? She doesn't fucking know what's going on. Why do you think he's, like, scared to tell them? And that's what I was just assuming from what you were saying. Like, it's the 50s and 60s. Like, maybe it's just not something that they talk about. Like, we don't talk about our feelings so much with our families. Maybe kids just weren't supposed to stir the pot right like yeah, it just it wasn't their place to talk about what was happening at other people's houses that's so crazy isn't it mm-hmm. right absolutely it was really hard to sit with okay so um anyways he does try to tell the parents but nothing works no one's listening so <laughs> this fucking poor kid davy whatever comes up with his own plan mm-hmm He's so sweet. He saves up money and like hides it under a rock in the woods. Okay. And he sneaks in to the next door neighbor's house. He knows that Ruth is like drunk all the time. <laughs> well, right. Okay. And that the, enough, and the, the boys aren't going to be doing anything other than sitting in front of the TV. So he, okay. he knows that he can just sneak in without being noticed. He goes down to the basement and he tells Meg, like, I've left money for you. I'm going to leave the door open. Give it a couple minutes. Go. Get help. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how to help you. Like, please go. Go get help. Gives her a pocket knife. You could just like go to the police. That's Dave. What I right? (laughs) Believe me. I thought all of these things. Gives her a pocket knife. The whole thing. Wow. Pocket knife. That's nice. Meg is obviously not in a position. Too weak. To be able to crawl out of this fucking basement. Yeah. Right? Didn't Sylvia get caught at the front door? Yep. Right? She tried. Yeah. Didn't work out. 
So we don't get to see that, but shit doesn't work out. She doesn't get out and Ruth knows. Mm-hmm. Right. So once again, um, David gets invited back over to the house and he's brought down to the basement and Ruth has basically opened up shop to all the neighborhood kids. So fucking crazy. Right. Why do you keep going back if you're Dave to make sure that Ruth is OK? Or, because uh, he's in love. Sure he's in love with OK. He's in love with Meg. Meg. Mm-hmm. Man. He's in love with her, but he doesn't know how to help her. Fucking go to the police, Dave. Because she went to the police and it didn't work. They didn't listen to her. Yeah, but if he brings the police, like, there has to be a way to get the police and, to that house. Okay, so the police do hey, make. listen. Start a fire. Get the fire department there. You're, you're jumping ahead. You are. <gasps> you are forcing. You guys, I got ESPN. Amazing. That's what I would do. Start a fire. And to be fair, the cops do one welfare check. Mm -hmm. But just like you said with the nurse. Right. right? They get turned away or whatever. They've got a story. It's just bullshit. It's like, all right, single mom, four boys. She's overwhelmed. These girls are sluts. Uh, We'll just leave it alone. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to believe the single mom and we're just going to. Yeah, let it be. And your and uh, Aunt Ruth, from the picture you showed me, she looks like a classy, put together woman. She can give that appearance. Yes, I know she's not obviously with the day within her own home. She's like in a dirty nighty. There are dirty dishes everywhere, ashtrays full of cigarettes. But if she has to appear to the outside world, she can pull it together. Yes. Mm Hmm. Okay. So the neighborhood kids. She's allowing the older boys to rape Meg. Well, that that's where, I mean, not, you can't get any worse that ha- than what happened to Sylvia, but. She did have that intact. Correct. Yeah. She did still have her. No. So the movie goes even further. Yes, they do. They allow the older boys to rape her. The younger boys and the girls are only allowed to cut her and burn her, Ugh. beat her, humiliate her. Also, I wonder about the mentality of these like neighborhood kids who like jumped on board so easily. Right. So this is the part of the movie where I thought it couldn't be as bad as what I was picturing. Okay. Okay. So it's the part where they brand her. Yep. Right. All I'm seeing is that Meg has just gotten raped and Ruth is talking about like cleansing her. Mm -hmm. And you see Ruth heating up a dirty old nail or not a nail, but like a needle. What do you think was going to happen? I'm thinking she's going inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like almost like a female circumcision yeah, type of like a, a thing. cauterization Correct. or something. That, yeah, yeah. Right. But this is where they brand her. Okay. Fuck me. I'm a whore. Blah, 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 blah. Like they cut it into her stomach. Right. Okay. So that's where I'm like, okay, fine. But that's when David tries to leave. They tie him up, bring him downstairs. Oh, shit. And force him to watch as they blowtorch her <gasps> fucking vagina oh my god they literally took a blowtorch to her fucking insides because ruth decided that they needed to remove any part of her that might desire to be touched i'm gonna vomit she's like all women are good for is pleasure and if they want to receive that pleasure, they're only going to get it by one spot. And if I take that away from her, she'll never want to be touched by a man ever. Hey, Ruth, aren't you a woman? Doesn't this 
hold true for you too. Line up, bitch. No. So they fucking blowtorch her, oh and my I'm God. I lose it. I fucking it's lose awful. it. Awful. Right. And also, the original case is horrific enough on its own. I know you, why. Why take it to this level? You could have done a blow by blow play of what actually happened to Sylvia Likens, right. and that would be. Horrific enough for anybody. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. So we've got little sister witnessing this. We've got this David kid who's in love with her witnessing this. And the three of them are left in the basement. Meg, David, and little sister? Correct. Meg's little sister? Correct. Okay. Correct. The one with the crutches. Okay. Listen, Dave, you got to do something, my guy. I need you to step up. He does. Thank fucking God. (laughs) Because, again, he has a relationship with these boys. He knows this basement. Mm -hmm. Finds firecrackers. Yes, Dave. Starts a fire. Yes, Dave. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Starts a fucking fire. The smoke obviously alarms Ruth and the boys and everybody. Ruth goes down first. David knocks her out. Yes, David. With Susan's crutch. Yes. And then beats the life out of Ruth. He kills her. Yes. He kills Ruth. We decided in this one instance, it is okay to hit a woman. um, Fuck her. He beats the shit out of her with the crutch and then goes after one of her older boys, (sighs) the one that raped Meg, Uh with a pocket knife. Okay. Right. He's about to slash the kid's throat. When the fucking cops finally show up. Okay, fine. Listen, this might be the only part of the whole movie where it's better than the real case. Not that the right. real case is good, but no, what I mean is... We get a little bit We of, get a little satisfaction. How correct. much I would have loved for somebody to beat Gertrude with a crutch. Right. So the cops obviously realize that David's doing this in self-defense and they put it all together and they oh, see what's go, happened. Cops. Right. They see what's happened to Meg. And so they take Susan. They're Uh like, we need to don't. Yes. Drink that one. I'm like, there's a peach in here that I don't want you to have. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So the cops are like, we're going to take Susan. We need to get her out of here first. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to come back. Like, you need to stay with Meg. Okay. So during that time, David goes and lays with Meg. And Meg obviously dies. Before anybody. I was about to say, how is Meg not their number one priority? It's just the cops. It's not like the paramedics or they're. Yeah, but they can't physically see who's been worse off. No, they they decide that. Or Dave can't tell them, hey, she's got blowtorched. Can you get her in an ambulance? Nope. They decide that Susan's the priority. They get her out first. Because she physically looks worse because of the accident? I don't know. I just have so many questions I need to talk to somebody about. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, fine. Okay. And so, yeah, Meg dies while David's, like, laying beside oh, her, like, shit. holding her hand. And that's how they end the movie. So That's I, the end? Yeah. Well, I'm, they go on to show him as an adult back in his hometown, like, still reeling from all this shit. But nothing significant happens. And they don't talk about, like, Ruth getting not a, Well, charged. Ruth is dead. Oh, he actually killed Ruth. Yeah, she's dead. When you dead. said beat the life out no, of her, I dead. thought you were exaggerating. Dead, dead. Ah, good. Fuck her, huh? Yeah. But um, I don't know what happens to Jenny. To the little sister. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. So that's why I'm like, that. you gave me that closure. Yeah. Where I knew that the other siblings got charged with shit. I knew that she actually did suffer. Like, she got punished. And that 
Jenny got to go on and have a normal life. My my Susan. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened. Um. Well. Yeah, the, I will not be watching that movie. No, I can tell you that much. And I would not recommend it to anybody. It was not like an Oscar nom. It's not like, like it wasn't like a good movie. It wasn't either. the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> like it had the double whammy of being a shitty movie and also fucking horrific to watch. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I'm going to give it like a point five. Whoa. <laughs> it's the lowest skull rating we've gotten yet. It's just it's. I think I Gacy came in with a one skull. Because that at least I get the entertainment value there. I yeah. don't see the entertainment what is in the this point of it? whatsoever. No. Me neither. And I don't want to watch it. And it's going to get me on a new spiral that TikTok introduced me to. Apparently, you can search for something on Netflix where it takes you to hours of like children being recorded. Excuse me? Yeah. I don't want to watch that. I, that's what I'm saying. It's, and they're like, people are like, how is no one catching this on Netflix? It's like if you type in a certain phrase, it takes you to these videos where it's like they're supposed to be testing software. What? Yeah. So it's videos of children. They're clothed and like fine or whatever, but it's rated. It's rated M.A. No, 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 no. I don't care if my kids aren't doing anything. Yeah. I don't want anyone recording and watching no, my kids. No, it's some fucked up shit. And so TikTok kind of got me spiraling on that the other day. And Did I, you try it? No, I don't want to. I'm, I I'm don't afra- want to see if it's true. I know. I'm afraid to. We need to find a third party's. I don't want to use my Netflix account. Listen, I'm yeah. not going to mention any names, but we have some thir- We have some other friends that maybe we can yeah. sneak their Netflix information. Yeah. <laughs> what if we get one of our friends locked up because they... Right. Because I just want to see if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Because after watching this and everything and then having that come up on my TikTok, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. 2020 is testing <laughs> Your TikTok is very interesting. I got sucked into last night like an eight-part TikTok series on her, uh, like, uh, uh, conspiracy theory about the Santa Claus trilogy with Tim Allen. That's what's oh. on my For You page. <laughs> no. Definitely. About how he's stuck in a time loop. Definitely not my For You page. No. <laughs> and makeup artists, and I'm heavy on gay TikTok, yeah. <laughs> All right, I need to save that one for the picture, so I'm going to use this Oh. One. Because she drank a lot of beer. Okay. I, I, uh, let's talk about my outfit. Oh, sorry. Bee's look of the week, guys. I, I, I love the dress. I'm going to be shitty Aunt Ruth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that 1958 Failed chain smoking beer drinking housewife listen if that's all you told me about ruth i'd be on board with her right i know but But that's not the case that's not who she is so let's not kid ourselves yes so b's look of the week she's got this like cute kind of 1950s 60 ish little polka dot dress got the belted waist and the frilly little sleeves and whatnot and you drill you did your hair pinned back i tried yeah. no i see it <laughs> yeah. i get it mm-hmm. so yeah we'll take a little picture of that okay if you listen to the case thank you god bless you i'm gonna ask b about married at first sight now so if you want to bail bye go ahead. bye love you forever thank you so much like and subscribe <laughs> i don't even know if that's something you can do by the way i didn't even tell you our listenership is higher than ever what mm-hmm. since when um 
Like Since our last episode. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Since Friday the 13th. Well, well deserved. That yep. was a great episode. Yep. I and think. it hasn't gone down since last week. I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked it, but. <laughs> we'll have to compare. We'll just say we'll last com- week was kind of a one-timer. <laughs> no way, dude. I'm doing mushrooms again on this podcast. Oh, my God. About? That was so funny. I just might not do as many as I did last time. Um, I feel like we killed it. Right. We did it. Um, we'll have to do. The real test is last week compared to this week. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It dropped down to right. nobody. Right. <laughs> so we just needed to amp up the mushrooms. Uh. <laughs> Why? So no one will ever listen again? No, I'm just saying like if it happens to be like a good response, the, right? What do right. people like? No, liked? what I'm saying is the it's difference the between effect. if they all listened to last week and then no one listens and the to drop. this week. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anywho, okay, so we made our predictions last week about Married at First Sight. I and can't remember what we predicted. I'm pretty sure you at least decided that they were all going to stay married. <sighs> okay. So you were we hopeful have, that they were all going to give it another we go. We have the blonde and the guy who keeps, like, trying to spoil her, but he's into brunettes. I think I said that they would be stay married, but they'd be divorced. Correct. Within, and that like, is accurate. 18 months. That is accurate. I think it was less than that. Okay. So they do. They stay together for the finale. Okay. For some reason, I didn't pay that much attention to the reunion. She ends up dyeing her hair brunette. Girl, just let it go. Right? I know. Please. I mean, there's two different types of people in the world. There's the people who are going like, to dye their stop. hair to make him happy. And there's people like me who would go even fucking blonder. Right. I'm like, oh, you don't like blondes? How do you like white, white blonde? gray. The blondest mm-hmm. I can possibly get before I have to shave my head. How do you like that? Right. I Anyways. know. Anyways. So by the reunion, they were separated. Damn. Right. Not divorced, but separated. Okay. And, and she dyed her hair brown yep. and they were separated? Yep. Girl, you know how long it's going to take you to get back to blonde? I know. What a waste of time. And then now they've filed for divorce. All right. Bye. Yeah. Then we have our religious couple where the girl had like a warrant for her arrest. And you're a thousand percent correct. It is Tristan. Just Tristan. But I think I was trying to combine that with Christian (laughs) because they're religious. Because you kept saying Tristan. Yeah. Yes. I've never heard that name before. So yes, him and Mia Mia choose to stay together. I got to be honest. I thought they might make it make it. Really? They separate. They do. All right. Yeah. All right. Tristan. Mm-hmm. Trisket. Yeah. They don't. They don't make it. Okay. They they have another blowout and it's just all sorts of bad. Like they're they're hot cold. There's no in between with them. Wait. You're telling me that the power and love of Jesus didn't see them through their marriage. I know. Weird. Jesus did not take the wheel. Jesus didn't take that he wheel. Hit the brakes. <laughs> he hit the e brake. Took the wheel and steered them right off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And so then we have the short couple, which I don't remember them at all, but I just remember you harping on how I said fucking, they were petite. But you said it 25 times. I said it maybe three times. Yeah, same thing. I you know. said it so many times. They're very cute. I just, I like, they're like pocket people. They're oh the kind my of. God. <laughs> don't throw your height in our She's short like my faces. little Polly Pocket. Yeah. Anyways, they're the best. They're the best ever. He re-reposes. Oh, yeah. They were the ones who were super in love, never fought. But he said, I love you. And she hadn't said it yet. Correct. He re-reposes at the he finale. He re-what? 
re re reposes. You said re re reposes. Yeah, <laughs> repurposes. He re <laughs> he, he repurposes that engagement ring for a reproposal. He reproposes with a rock. Hey, a fucking rock. By the way, I don't know why I reacted like that because I don't even like diamonds. Just because. You know, it's blood, the first time, and all like, that. I, but it's the fact that you know he went for it. He's going all. He went he for is it all in, and he, again. And when does he propose? At the reunion, before, at after? the finale. Oh, so like with the judges, correct? Okay, yes, at the finale. That's a move. I haven't. That's I have never seen that done on Married at First Sight. That's what I'm before. saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, or it's like, do you want to stay married or not? And he's like, not only do I want to stay married. This is how bad I want to stay married. Like, Here's I'm gonna... the real question. Was the diamond that big or is it because she was so tiny? It was a nice fucking ring. It was just like a one carat diamond, but she's so petite. I mean, it wasn't. That... No, because it was in the fucking box and it was an emerald cut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So and she says, I love you. <gasps> wow. Yeah, so great. Right. The the best case scenario for our judges. Everyone's crying. They break up. Everyone's later. N- they have a baby. Still? So they're still together? So at the reunion, she's Pregos. Hey, girl. And now they have a baby. And they're still together. And they are still together. Well, fantastic. Short yeah. couples win. Yeah. They're the cutest. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, guys. Season yeah. seven. seven yes. recap. Yes. Man. Yeah. What a roller coaster. It really was. And that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. Because like from the beginning to the end, never would I have predicted what happened. Mm. Well, there you go. Married at first sight. Now we got to find a new show. Well, you still have seasons eight, nine, ten. But you've watched those. Yeah. But yeah. you can watch them. Well, I, I know will. a new show for us to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to find something. Mm-hmm. I, we started Shit's Creek. Oh. Okay. We made it like th- we. <laughs> I don't know about we. I say we as in Lou was also very drunk. I think I was just a little drunk. Yeah. I think Lou was just fine and sober. But, um, we watched Shit's Creek when I was drinking one night, and we made it like three episodes in, okay. and it was good and fine, and I liked it. But we haven't watched it since. Yeah. So you know, maybe it's I'll one try of those things again. Yeah. Because we have only the finale, like the last episode, and you're putting it off, right? Because you don't want it to be over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which we're fortunate because a lot of people. I mean, it's been out forever, and we just started like binge watching it this covid experience yeah the only reason i even thought to ever even want to watch it was because of no my favorite murder oh they're big fans especially my girl karen so, really yeah, what bored. do they say about it I'm they curious. love it really yeah okay. she apparently loves i haven't um watched it enough to key into this but she loves how his sister goes david like how she says his name. Yes. And yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll watch it. So that's one of the things that I got on my TikTok was a girl requested that they do Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, but sub in Moira's Bebe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, ooh, Bebe. <laughs> so funny. Like, I fucking love TikTok, man. I believe it's the Gen Zers are just now putting together that Moira is the mom from Home Alone. Yes. And, and Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yep. Right? I'm like, she's the best. Yeah. She's everything. Love it. Yeah. But listen, I love Gen Zers, but they also just put together that um, the Grinch 
that Whoville's on a snowflake. And I'm like, yeah, it says, I saw a TikTok and they were like, you won't believe this, guys. Whoville's on a snowflake. It's going to blow your mind. I'm like, yeah, of course. It says right there. It's on a snowflake. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Right. That's so funny. And then someone in the comments is like, wait until they hear about Horton Hears a Who. Right. <laughs> Their minds are going to be blown. <laughs> So on the topic of Dr. Seuss, I'm really going to blow your mind. Have you ever read, I don't even know what it's called, and I've had to read it, The the Butter Battle? Yes. It's like Cold War? Yeah. What the fuck is that book? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book is too much. And it's long. And there's no ending. Yeah. I'm like, we get to the end finally, and I'm like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's when because your kid can't read. That's when you just make up an ending. Like, no, and then they got along and they all lived happily like, ever if, after. If I feel empty after reading this, how does my three-year-old feel? Like, what is happening? Because three-year-olds don't get it. They don't. Give it's up literally fuck. about butter and toast to yeah. them, and I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck is this book? I know oh, that. Well, good. That's so funny. I was just talking to my kids again. I'll have to follow up if this is incorrect. I feel like Doctor Seuss hated children. I think that's a proven I think I fact know that, yeah. that he did not like children. And same with Disney, right? Wasn't he No not, idea. I don't think he was into kids either. I know he was a Nazi, Yeah, but I don't know if he hated children. Yeah. I mean, if he's a Nazi, he definitely hated certain children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's I'm, like a Nazi thing. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like this is our fucking <laughs> our child whatever. Yep. Um, oh my goodness. Just like, um, oh, come on. Shel Silverstein. Like, everyone knows him for like where the sidewalk ends and light in the attic. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He writes like poems and short right, stories no, for yeah. children. He also is the writer, the lyricist for the song A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash, because him and Johnny Cash were friends. Okay. So, if you guys ever listen to, or want to look up a boy named Sue. It's a great. Do you know what song I'm talking about? I do not. No. It's. I'd play it for you guys, but <laughs> we're such a big podcast. Right, yeah, we're, like we're not going to get shut it. down. <laughs> freezing licensed material. But um, literally after this, when we go into my kitchen, I'll play it for yeah, you. Yeah, no. it's great. You can tell. Even though Johnny Cash is singing it, you can tell it's written by Shel Silverstein. It's oh. so fucking cool. Awesome. It's basically about. This guy whose dad named him Sue and then his dad took off and then Sue grows up to basically be a tough motherfucker and he finds his dad in a bar one night and they get into a huge fight and he's kind of like, fuck you, you named me Sue. And his dad's like, yeah, but I named you Sue. Like, you're so Like, tough look at how you turned out. Because you were a boy named Sue. Like, you're yeah. welcome because I toughened you up. Yeah. Anywho, where was I going with that? Silverstein. So I had a book when I was a kid called The ABZs by Shel Silverstein. And it's like everyone thinks Shel Silverstein is like, oh, he loves kids. Da, 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 da. Dude, this book was out of pocket. Out of pocket. It was like B is for baby. And then it would talk about your new baby sibling and how cute it was and how your parents 
love the baby more than you and how you should like basically bury the baby how alive. you want to eat the baby <laughs> yeah 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 exactly that's uh-huh. exactly the type of book it was yes yeah how do i get my hands on this you hold up and i give it to vi for her birthday oh my gosh that's amazing the abz's by but, shell silverstein you're welcome that's the coolest thing ever somebody gave it to me as a birthday present when i was in elementary school like one of my friends and I still remember it. I cannot tell you one thing about a light in the attic or where the sidewalk ends. But you but I remember can tell you this book. Multiple things about the ABZs. Uh, be- oh, wow. Yeah, Shel Silverstein. The best. So, Shel Silverstein, Dr. Seuss, I don't know how much they like kids. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I like kids. I know I like my kid. I know I like your kid. I like your kids sometimes. I'm right. We tolerate each other. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love your kid. Oh, the oh. So I was just joking the other day with a friend about how we procreated little miniature versions of ourselves that Me are and you. Yeah, basically going to mm-hmm. be arrested by the time they're like yes, yeah, hopefully 12, 14. Because my older two aren't going to do it. Oh no. They're, so yeah. I I need someone I to know. shake it up and <laughs> let's go. My hun- my husband will be 104 at the time. Exactly. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> oh my god so anyways what were you saying to your friend just just that how weird it is to think that we like built these things yeah these little tiny people who are actual miniature versions of ourselves crazy and i remember how awful i was (laughs) between like i don't know 13 to 20 oh you weren't awful ask my parents what they think your parents don't count i know i take everything they say with a grain of salt and throw it out the window you weren't awful you just had to listen that's the reason we've been friends for so long because i would never give up no you didn't i'm codependent and so i just stuck on like a (laughs) fucking burr for so long my little leech just followed me through fucking long that you Mm -hmm. finally broke down i did but yeah, yeah, so Only just, the strong survive. That's just terrifying to see. It'll be great. Yeah, I hope. Think so. about what great parents you are compared to your parents. <sighs> I feel like I'm. Lou and I are better parents than our parents. No, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy that we. I mean, I can't talk for you because you only have one kid, so this is your only shot. But my older two are fucking great. And then I have this third little monster. Right. No, I can't. I'm so thankful that I sneezed on you or whatever, whatever happened that you just magically just, baby fever. Right. Decided to have another. one. So we have and they're almost the same age group as it's us too. the best. I like know. the difference between us and the difference between them. It's perfect. B's daughter looks just like her. Yeah. They're both born in January. My daughter looks just like me, my youngest Zoe, which is crazy because I have two older ones who look just like their dad. Yep. So then I procreate. You is have, that the right word? Yes. Procreated. procreated. Mm-hmm. I made a version of myself. So B and her daughter are both January birthdays. I'm a June and then Zoe's in October. So the but months still, get a little it's, wonky. It's the difference. Close enough, though. Yeah. Yep, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Like they both recognize right now that they're both three years old. Yes. And I've had you convinced that we were both 36 years old. Not me. I thought I was 34. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to pass 35. I'm going to do what your mom did where she lies about her age for so long that she aged herself up. Right. Remember well, that? Well, that's what I'm doing is I'm telling people I'm 36, but we're only 35. <laughs> 
let's just start telling people we're 47 and they'll be like, whoa, Whoa. you look amazing. (laughs) We're going to get your work done. Don't worry about it, girl. B's mom lied about her age for so long. For so long. That she ended up accidentally aging herself. She did. By a year. Yeah. It was hilarious. The best. The best. (laughs) I forget my age all the time. I really go off of what Bailey's Mm -hmm. age is. And I'm like, okay, I'm younger than that or the same age as that, depending on the time of year. And this year I got it wrong. Oh, my God. You guys, I got to be honest with you. I am not ready to be on the other side of 35. I cannot do it. Oh, I can. Listen, for 40, I might kill myself. I got to be honest. See, I'm looking Just kidding. Trigger warning. No, I'm looking forward to 40. How? Why? Because all the celebrities make it seem (laughs) seem like that's the. Oh, you mean the celebrities with the um personal with the lipo and the Botox (laughs) and the nannies? Yeah, who helps you work out your right fucking coach or whatever? Right, no, for sure. But I just feel like I do feel more confident in my own skin now in my 30s with a child married than I ever did in my 20s. It is weird how that works, which is funny because trust me, I'm way less hot than I was in my 20s, but I feel more comfortable in my 30s than I did in Uh, my 20s. Absolutely. It's so weird. I have no reason to feel confident right now, but I do. Because you, we've accomplished shit. You just stop giving a fuck. You're like, yeah, okay, fine. Right. So yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I lived my 20s to the fullest, did everything I could. 30s, exactly where I want to be. 40s, I can't wait for my kid to be in an age where I could just be like, go fuck off. Just like, go be a kid. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. And where I could just start focusing more on me and on Nick and on us and just whatever we want to do with the house and just i just i see it being like a time of i don't know self-growth yeah fantastic we um so my baby sister who's 12 years younger than me has been here as you might have heard with her last episode which is oh look she just walked in the door shut up we were just talking about you you oh my god God, she was putting her child to bed. We were just talking about you. You can so come on in. You can have a course, but don't touch my natty. Oh, hold on. Let me move this pillow for you, Grace. Gracie. So we had talked about Grace being here a little bit last week. Just to let you guys know, without going into too much detail, our dad is very sick. That is why Grace is here. She's in the Navy. It's very hard to get leave approved. So I understand it might not be ideal with COVID and all of that, but she had planned her trip to see our sick dad. She's fucking here. She's leaving tomorrow. All you, listen, all the Karens can Leave it down. in the comments, bitch. Wow. <laughs> Bailey's tone really changed. Normally she's begging for comments and now she's all, fuck you, leave a comment. Leave it in the comments. Yeah. <sighs> so I was just about to say, because B was talking about, how I can't what were you talking about Bailey what was I talking what were you talking about it was leading to what I was going to talk about I was talking about self-growth so Lou and I were talking about earlier because how old are you Grace 23 24 so my little sister's 24 I was 12 when 
I was helping take care of her. When I loved it. When Grace was a baby, I loved being mini mom. I loved it. Um, and her boyfriend slash baby daddy is 20, almost 21. Right. Baby. <laughs> she said he's not even close to Baby daddy Three. who is also a baby. <laughs> a baby. So Lou and I were cracking up when we were talking about how cute Lilo is and how much fun we're having, like helping out and taking care of her and playing with her. Lou's like, is do you feel like a grandparent? <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah. Like, is this what a grandparent feels like? Yeah, for sure. Because Lou and I are both old enough to be uh, her boyfriend's parents. And then Lou's old enough to be my little sister's dad. And I'm, you know, you tack a few years on. I was 12. Uh, yeah. So you just add a few years on top. Right. Yeah. So it's so funny. We're like, is this what it's like to be like young grandparents? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if that's true, we can't wait. We're having a blast. <laughs> so <laughs> oh much my fun. God. Dude, it's so much fun because you just have fun with the baby. And, and then you pass them off. If they have a dirty diaper, right. not my Bye. problem. If they need something, not my problem. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to play with them. Yeah. For it's sure. the best. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to, Bailey, in the very far away future. Oh, God damn. Me too. Right. And what did we talk about in the kitchen? I think I had mentioned underneath my breath how my ch my child's going to be the one being the predator on the boys. Right. The girl. Oh, that she's going to be the older and, one. And your husband's like, yeah, a thousand percent. Like, <laughs> hands down. Your kid's going to be the problem. No. How dare dare you <laughs> she's just taller not older right no we actually just talked about this how i've been aging myself i i decided that we were 36 this year but we're, we're only 35 you're turning 36 in january you old bitch yeah and, and then my, i'm turning 36 in june and nick will be 40 Woo! the big 40 old motherfucker <laughs> I mean, my husband's 104, so. I know, exactly. We're just going to start digging their graves in the backyard so that we can be cat ladies <laughs> together. Husband, I cannot wait. My husband turns 45 We're going to have nothing December. but small oh, dogs month. and cats and, We've and cheese talked about this. and wine. <laughs> this is when we get our Siamese cats. Well, yeah, we Not can't Not because wait. we like Siamese cats. But just because that's what you do. <laughs> because we just want Siamese cats to just judge people with us yeah, when we to be, day drink. And to have the resting bitch face with us. Can't wait. I'm going to grow up to look just like Gertrude. You cannot... You're not ready for it. You're not. Nobody is. Um, All right, guys. To see pictures everybody. of Bee's Look of the Week, <laughs> Gertrude's resting cunt face. I'm not obviously going to have pictures of the case, but I'll. No. There's a very beautiful picture of Sylvia online. There's a real bitchy picture of Gertrude online that I'll that. post. You got to use that. Yep. And some pictures from the movie The Girl Next Door. My inspiration. The Instagram is THC Podcast. Yep. And on Twitter, it's THC True. And there's a Facebook page. And we are on all streaming sites except for Apple. Listen. Thanks a lot, Ben. <laughs> it's all Ben's fault for not getting us on there. Also, let's Our call social out. social media manager. <laughs> let's call out Ryan, even though he knows nothing about this. Right. Or we'll never hear this. But the reason I can't get onto iTunes is because of, like, of, a, of a graphic situation. <gasps> and your, and hus yeah. your husband told me on Thanksgiving, he's all... You know that's what Ryan does for a living, right? Oh. Like super condescending. I'm like, well, we're hitting you up. Ryan, help us out. So everything but iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, whatever. Subscribe, like, join us on Instagram. 
It'll be great. And if you don't do any of those things, thanks we for listening. We still appreciate you. We thanks. appreciate you. We love you. We are hanging in there for COVID and 2020 and all this bullshit that's coming along with it. Can't wait for 2021. Anything else, B? Oh, B's done with her core seltzer. And we love y'all and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.